you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com slash events. What's the score? Uh, 10, 10 to 19. So down the street from my house, there's this soft sunlight that lights up a court. Romance plays out between men and this basketball. You can tell that this is their happy hour. Now, I didn't grow up with basketball, and I never really played myself. But in L.A., it's easy to fall for a sport that this city loves so much. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Especially when you're in a Zoom room with a bunch of basketball fans. What up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up? Eric and Marina, who, when we're talking about dreams and taking risks, naturally bring up basketball. And I've also taken so many shots. But I always believe the shot's going in. Right. And the other thing is you have to love the process. Because if you don't love the process, you're going to never be happy. You're only going to be happy every once in a while. Yeah, and luckily we like don't have to make like 20 or 30 shots to like win a game. We just need yeah. to get one. <laughs> and you don't even need to win the game. I mean, that, like winning the game is great. Like winning feels awesome. But, but you don't even need to win if you just enjoy playing. This show is about taking shots. You've already done so much. Yeah, I know. I can't even believe it. It's a show about helping people enjoy the process of putting things into motion. All right, let's put it in drive. Feel the power? Yeah, I feel the power. Doing things that are scary, that feel overwhelming, that they've been putting off for weeks, for years. You're listening to Snooze, a show about things people put off, how they conquer them, but most importantly, how they conquer themselves. And I'm Megan Tan. Let's go! Hello, hello, hello. All right, here we go. Ugh, I don't know why I have so much, so many feelings about this. Hi. Hi. What's up? What? Nothing. Do you have headphones? Yeah, well, I'm getting them. Hold on there, Slick. Yo, this is my mom, the real star of the show. I mean, she's the real star of my show. She's the person I call whenever I have a problem. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah? Don't worry, Mom. That makes two of us. Yeah, I don't know why. So I'm calling up my mom because I realize that as I'm making the show about things people put off, that I'm actually putting something off. (laughs) 
Not you. Yeah, me. <laughs> uh, and and that thing is actually being in front of the microphone again. Oh. Yeah. And so why are you putting this off? As much as I love being in front of the microphone, I'm really scared that I'm going to repeat what I experienced when I was making Millennial. It's true. I've been putting off hosting a show just like this one. Why? Okay, I'm going to try to explain it to you while on a treadmill, because why not? Here we go. 2014 was the first time I stepped into my closet and pushed record. You're listening to Millennial, a podcast series that documents something that no one teaches you how to maneuver your 20s, a period that everyone goes through and that 80 million people find themselves in right now. I started making this podcast called Millennial, which was thrilling, fulfilling, and beautiful. I went from being a waitress to my dream job. I was getting paid to write, to interview people, to tell stories, everything I love. And millions of people were listening to it. I had listeners from all over the world sending me messages. It was getting written up in the New York Times, The Guardian, The Atlantic. I was getting free things like a Casper mattress, which I still have. And yes, it is very comfortable. But then it took a turn. All of a sudden, I felt everyone watching me, listening to me, and I was still alone in my closet, an amateur playing alongside pro athletes, and I had that feeling swallow me. Sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night unable to breathe, and the deadlines didn't stop, the expectations grew. I became more isolated, more overworked, a shell of myself. I felt like I was on a treadmill. Until... Until I wasn't. I blew a fuse and burnt out. So here's this thing that you built with a lot of your own sweat and and you walk away. You can hear it in my voice in an interview where I talk about ending the show. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many people out there who are making their own podcast right now would die for that? I wonder if they would though. Like, when the thing that you love is grinding you into the ground, mentally and emotionally, I don't think anybody really wants that. I definitely didn't want that. News. We'll be back after this commercial break. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps. 
Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at las.com slash events. See you there. Now, back to the show. For the past four years, I've been putting off hosting a show because I'm afraid to do it again. Oof. I have a lot of feelings. I'm nervous. I have like butterflies when in was my stomach. When was the last time I interviewed someone? I'm like, oh, how are we going to do this? So you said four things. And my mom starts breaking all of these fears down. Alone. Yeah. Are you really alone? Hey, Antonia. Hi, Megan. No, I'm not really alone. I see this is being recorded. So, welcome to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah welcome to news. I have people I know who know how to make a show. Well, the, the pitch itself, writing that out, is one of the very first baby steps right yeah i know <laughs> that's why i'm so that's why I feel and that's like what i'm gonna I do i want to make a show about people getting over these internal blocks so that i can get over mine if i was left to my own devices i'm nervous I have, like butterflies I'm like oh how are we gonna do this i it would just be harder no yeah we all need someone to like get it so you're not really alone i'm not really alone <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everyone needs someone in their corner. Everyone needs a snooze squad. When Eric, Marina, and I get together, we ask ourselves, how are we going to take this beautiful idea and put it into motion? How are we going to square up to take our shot? We make a list of things to do to stop snoozing snooze. I think we need to pre-interview people. Oh, yeah. Right? Austin. Hello. Hello. Did I press record? Okay. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Francisco. Mira cómo estás. Bien, bien, y tú? Good, good, good. This is Megan. Hi, Megan's here. What is that thing that you've been putting off? So, what is the thing you've been? Tell me about what you're putting off. I guess therapy. For years, I've been meaning to do stand-up comedy. Well, um, audition tape for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> As Marina, Eric, and I are talking to people, we have to specifically be thinking about what the show needs, what we're looking for, what would make us say, this would be perfect for snooze. How much the person cares about this uh, hurdle in their life. I think something very specific. Hey, so I'm looking into the permit, studying the test. Yeah, I will update you Friday. Specific, like finding someone named Jessica Pilot to be featured on the pilot of this podcast, who has been putting off becoming a pilot, not in a plane, but in a car. Hey, Megan, quick question. When's my deadline to get my um, learner's permit? That's all I need to know. What is my deadline? Thank you. Much love. 
Jessica Pilot has been snoozing, getting her license for the past eight years. But now she's going to take her shot. What's up? Hey. Hey. I mean, I'm so excited that you want Before we unsnooze yeah. Jessica's snooze, I sit down with her because I really want to understand what this block is about. Why does she want to get her license and why hasn't she been able to? Because in my life, I'm a driver. I drive shit. Like, I run game. I am good. I am not a backseat, you know what? I am a leader. I mean, come on, my name is Jessica Pilot. (laughs) Jessica's from New York City. You can hear it in her direct, no bullshit sentences in the way she says water. Water. It's like water has a D in it. When she was 16, she didn't get her driver's license. Instead, she ran around with quarters in Ziploc bags. I remember taking a cab one time to see a girlfriend of mine. I remember like the fare was like, I don't know, it was like $18 or something. And I had only quarters and the cab driver being so, so livid. You know, I'm a kid. In my life, there were a lot of things that I couldn't control and being able to get into a cab and go where I wanted to go as quickly as I wanted to uh, on a direct route was very uh, important to me. But I will say that I was never scared and that scares me. In the back of my mind, I never felt scared to get into a cab until I grew up. When Jessica outgrew paying for cabs with quarters, she sold a show to National Geographic, wrote stories for Vanity Fair, Glamour. She produced TV and found comedic talents like Rami Youssef and brought them onto the stage. Jessica was the driver of her own life. So every time she jumped into a car, she felt like she was in control of exactly where she was going. Until one night, it was late. She was leaving a bar, heading home. I was in a car, Uber, and I had my destination, you know, written in. And um, I wasn't paying attention and I was just on my phone. I looked up because the car stopped and I was in like a really weird alley with just nothing around me. And I was in Red Hook and I didn't live in Red Hook. Then I heard a lock and I said, what's going on? And the driver just looked at me and smiled like creepily. And I just said, what are you doing? What was going on? And I was really freaked out. And he was just kept looking at me. Guy wasn't letting me out for a really long time. And I was beginning to feel like something, like I was sweating a lot and I was, my heart was racing. I was so scared. And I just said like, Ben, whatever you think is going to happen, that's, as I swear, I said, that's not my narrative. This is not my narrative.
Finally, he let me out and he started manically laughing and he sped off. And I thought, God, I wish I could drive because I hate being helpless. That night, Jessica lost control in a space that once gave her freedom. Her relationship with getting into a car with a stranger would never be the same. I don't know, I nervously would make conversation with Uber drivers just so that I would feel like very engaged and alert. Hi, how are you? Are you good today? Which is fine. That's just being a nice person. But it's also out of fear and anxiety of trusting my life with a stranger. You don't think about how precious your life is until you get older. You really love yourself in a new way. And you're like, damn, I want to live till I'm 103, you know, or five. Mm. So you think that's a part of it, too, is like your perception of the value of your own life starts to change? Absolutely. As Jessica got older, she wanted to protect herself by actually being able to drive. But she kept running into walls. Her friends discouraged her, told her she was too New York. There was this guy she was dating. He told her he would teach her how to drive, but then they broke up. And then recently, in 2020, Jessica signed up for driving classes on her own, but they were canceled. But then one night, her aura of unluckiness shifted just a little bit. She hopped into a car with a stranger who was unlike all of the strangers before. Can you tell me how you guys met? we met on Bumble and he picked me up in his car. We still can't believe I went into his car. He picked me up and we made a joke over text saying that I'll pretend you're my Uber driver. When Elliot, this soft-eyed, patient man, picked Jessica up for the first time, She didn't sit in the back seat. She sat right beside him. Over dinner, Jessica and Elliot talked about how she didn't drive. And he told her that he would teach her. And she believed him. And that thought stayed with her. It followed her on long drives to visit his family. Well, his family is in Pittsburgh and that takes like six hours to get to. That's like, you could be like on a flight to Paris. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. It's a long drive. Still, Jessica wanted to go on those trips, but... It's a lot of time to be sitting in the, um, you know, passenger seat. It would be nice to share the responsibility and say, hey, why don't I I drive some? Also, I like see myself one day like, Yeah, I'll be like driving a kid, right? And going on a road trip. And this is someone who I I see as my partner. And I don't think I should be a passenger in that journey. Jessica's not in a car with a stranger anymore. She's with Elliot. Someone she wants to build a future with. Someone she wants to care for when his eyes get tired. And so she's going to face her fears and become a driver. So Elliot doesn't have to drive alone. And I'm here 
to help her do that. Snooze. We'll be back after this commercial break. Alliance has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite L.A. restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at LAS.com events. The journalists in the LAS newsroom work for you. I'm LAS higher education correspondent Adolfo Guzman Lopez. What the students are speaking about it is extremely valid. My reporting is about how students use higher education toward a better life. For the first time since being in this campus, it made me feel unsafe. Struggling through challenges like ethnicity, class, poverty, and family pressures. LAist. Independent journalism. Fact-based journalism. Now... Back to the show. Hey, Megan, quick question. When's my deadline to get my um, learner's permit? That's all I first things know. first, she has to get her permit. Thank you. She has to take a test. Hey, girl, the week of August 22nd. We put a deadline on it, four weeks. This is her moment to shoot her shot. I downloaded two apps today to study. Less Instagram, more learner's permit uh, program. (laughs) Less Instagram, more learner's permit program. That's gold. So I'm sitting at lunch with my dad, and my dad is going to test me on some of the signs. Okay. Okay, (laughs) I think that means stop. What does that say? Stop. Stop. stop sign. Yes. It says stop. Right. What is that? It says what? Yield. R-R. Oh, that's railroad crossing. Rest and recuperate. Well, it is August 4th. It is 3.40 p.m. I just took a practice DMV test, and I failed. (sighs) August 9th. um, I had a little bit of a panic today where I thought, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to get it together, and I'm just going to fail. Good morning. What is it? The 16th? Sure is. All right, here's the bad news. I did not pass the uh, learner's permit online test today. As Jessica's sending me these voice memos, I realize it's not just about her not passing this test. She's afraid that everyone who's told her she couldn't drive will be right. Uh, No one let me get behind the wheel. Why? What did they say? And failing this test is only reinforcing that doubt. Because I was, quote unquote, so New York. Because I was talking on my phone, reading my messages. I was just, you know, being like the same kid I was when I was 15 in the back of a cab. And what did you think? I don't know. I just thought, yeah, you're right. Because when people say things to you, sometimes you fight it, but sometimes it just becomes part of 
your psyche. But I'm here to tell her. You will pass. At some point, you will pass. And um, I have absolute confidence in that. The test is wrong. The voices are wrong. I actually think your brain, Jessica, because it's constantly in motion, yeah. is going to make you an excellent driver. Because, wow. yeah, because kind of what you said, like when you're walking on the street of New York, you're already a type of person who who sees surroundings in like a 360 degree angle, you know, right. kind of like being aware of like everything that's happening. Right. Yeah. And that, and that is also driving, you know? Cool. I took a practice test and I got 65. It's better than 53. I can still tell Jessica is judging herself. So I call her. Hey, hey Jessica. Sorry. I'm having conversations with my mom in the car. Oh, um, sorry. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay. Girl, listen, you've already done so much like you've been putting this off for eight years yeah. and you have and you have done so much in a month yeah right? i know i can't even yeah. believe it i know it's that's incredible it's right? crazy so it's, it's crazy it really it really is God, you, know, you, you know what you need to start a program called getting people to do what they say they were going to do because if you did that I'm laughing because Jessica is so deep into this snooze program that she forgets that she's a part of it. My job is to help her pass the test, to get her driving, and to get her to enjoy every single step in the middle. My mother, who's sitting right next to me, agrees. Okay, my mom has suggestions. She hears me talking to Jessica and motions for me to give her the phone. Okay, Jessica. Hi. Hi, sweetie. I'm oh, so excited for you. Yeah, it's cool, right? So, I have When to my mom starts talking to Jessica on the phone, she wants Jessica to know that learning how to drive is more than memorizing facts. It's about trusting yourself. It's doing what's called a contour drawing. Have you ever done that before? No. What you do is you hold your pencil loosely and you just look at what's in front of you, and you draw, like, you know, what you what you see. And you can glance down, but you can't lift your pencil off the paper. That's right. the rule. And what it does is it trains your eye-hand coordination. It, it really is a really great exercise for training yourself to drive, because when you're driving, it's all about looking, seeing, and then having confidence in your movement, okay? That makes sense. I'll, I'll try it. Jessica has been studying for this test for 30 days. Now, it feels like she's driving with her mind, and that is stifling. I got stressed out on the highway because I was looking at the speeding limit and we were going about seven miles faster than this speeding limit. And then I started to get overwhelmed. I think I'm going to have to be alone with my own uh, anxiety on the road. Jessica's failed this permit test 
twice. But, you know, I'm going to be a fearless driver one day. I'm going to be smooth operator. But it doesn't matter because she wants to take the test again. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to have the windows down, one hand on the wheel, and no, that that won't be me. But um, I'd like to think that I would be blasting music and um, going a little bit above the speeding limit at some point. Hey, girl, it's Megan. I heard you're taking your permit test again today um and i just wanted to say you got this <laughs> all right i'm ready this shouldn't take long let's fucking go all right all right all right agree agree yep 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 when you want so the thing about this test is jessica can only miss six questions and those questions sound like this You have just left an expressway and are starting to drive on an ordinary highway. I don't even know what that means. You should gradually lower your speed limit. That sounds great. Check your speedometer to keep at the lower speed limit. You're just going to check it. Okay. Maintain your original speed to keep the driving momentum. Check your tires for correct pressure. Check your tires. Why? You know? Well, yeah, you got to gradually go to the lower speed limit. Okay. My personal favorites are the survivor scenario questions. Like, if your brake pedal suddenly sinks to the floor, you should try to pump it up. With what? Shift into neutral and shut off the engine. That actually sounds kind of practical. <laughs> like your, your car is breaking down. You should stop driving. Try to raise it by hooking your toe. Period. <laughs> That's all it says. No. What the fuck? That just sounds nasty. <laughs> she gets this right. Ten minutes into the test, Jessica becomes a pro because she just starts having fun. Okay. On long trips, you can prevent drowsiness by... On long trips, you can prevent drowsiness by turning on your car radio, slowing down... Moving your eyes from side to side. Moving your eyes from side to side. <laughs> uh, smoking pot. It doesn't say that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, or stopping at regular intervals for rest. 14 minutes later. Jessica. Congratulations on successfully completing your learner's permit knowledge test. Jessica, you did it! Okay, 6.33 p.m. and I'm meeting Elliot downstairs now. So my driving instructor is uh, my hot boyfriend. How lucky am I? Four weeks ago, Jessica and I got on the phone and we made a plan. We also made some deadlines. Jessica would have her learner's permit 
by August 22nd. She passed the test on August 18th. 18 p.m. Light jazz in the back. Elliot Shields behind the wheel. Soon to be Jessica Pilot behind the wheel. So we're, I'm, we're in a small parking lot yeah. behind a church. Behind a church. It's a beautiful sunny day. Winds are calm. Okay, so I'm exiting passenger seat and I'm about to go into driver seat. Position. Position. Driver, driver seat. Okay. <laughs> All right, dead again. Hang on. When Jessica goes from the passenger seat to the driver's seat, she's not getting in with a stranger anymore. It's all controlled with one foot, right your foot. right foot. So what's, what's on the left? It's possible that from here on out, anytime she gets into a car, she'll be sitting next to someone she knows. It's possible she'll be with Elliot. But now, behind the wheel, she'll always be with herself. Down. Now we're in drive. Now you're in drive. You see it up there? Yeah. You feel the power? Yeah, I feel the power. She's driving. Stop. It wasn't abrupt or anything. It eased into it nicely. Controlling the car. Okay, now we're going this way, and I want to be a little more centered, so I'm just going to go like this. Ah, in the car, going to the studio. As Jessica is learning to love this process, so am I. 3,000 miles away from where she and Elliot are driving in the parking lot, I'm also taking my shot. I'm on my way to sit in front of a microphone to host a show for the first time in four years. And it's surreal. Started crying again. These are like beautiful tears, you know? And my mother's words that pierce all of my fears echo in my head. Now, this may be a, not a good analogy, but it's the one that popped into my head. You're pregnant and you are going to have a baby. <laughs> yeah. You always think that it's going to be the same as the first one, but it never is. And that's because... You know, so many variables have changed. So to think that your experience is going to be the same as millennial is really not true at all. New baby. <laughs> yeah. Dreams of this baby. Well, I want this baby to help people. And, and when people listen to this, I hope that they can face themselves a little more, too. They will. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mom. So, go for it. Dive in. Jump off the friggin' cliff. Okay. 
I will. And this is it. On this season of Snooze, we're going to help Gerardo apply to be a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, help Mark find a sex therapist, and get advice from people like comedian Atsuko Okatsuka and actress Rosario Dawson. I'm Megan Tan. I'm Eric Galindo. I'm Marina Pena. And I'm Donald Paz. And we are Snooze. like to dedicate this episode to my father, David Pilot. He passed away in March, suddenly, and he will be missed. He has taught me a whole lot. And while he did not teach me how to drive, he did teach me how to drive my own life. Thanks, Dad. If you have something that you've been putting off, call us. 323-591-8159. That's 323-591-8159. Leave us a message, and you could be on an episode of Snooze. Don't put it off. I'm talking to you. And now, shout out to everyone who helped make this episode of Snooze happen. It was produced by Marina Pena and me, Megan Tan. I also did the sound design. It was written by Eric Galindo and myself. Eric also edited and fact-checked this episode. Hosted was by, well, you know, the person you've been listening to this whole time. Thank you. It was edited and engineered by Donald Paz. Jessica Pilot is our talent producer. Eric Galindo is our showrunner. Antonia Serejido and Leo G are the executive producers. Our theme song is by Wayne Dopeman. The original artwork for Snooze was created by Sana Hong. Make sure you hit follow, like, subscribe to Snooze wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Megan Lee Tan and the show at Snooze Podcast. Our website on Elias.com is designed by Andy Cheatwood and the digital and marketing team who also created our branding. Snooze is a production of Elias Studios. Thanks to the team over there, including Taylor Kaufman, Sabir Brara, Kristen Hayford, Kristen Muller, Andy Orozco, Michael Constantino, and Leo G. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. If you like Snooze, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Trust me, it really helps. And we would also love to know what you think. And if you love Snooze and you want to shower us with appreciation, become a sustaining member of KPCC and LAS Studios by going to LAS.com. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash memberships. Support the place that supports this work, that supports people like me. I'm Megan Tan, and thank you for listening.
as a farmer's son from a desert region in California, J.B. Hamby thinks a lot about water. I spent a lot of time digging up history, particularly about water, which is the origins of the Imperial Valley. How this 28-year-old became the youngest lead negotiator on the Colorado River ever. And how he could shape the most consequential negotiations to date. Listen to Imperfect Paradise, the Gen Z water dealmaker, wherever you get podcasts.